0: Audiologist a Phonak podcast Welcome to the Audiologist a podcast series created by Phonak to offer audiologists and people interested in audiology new perspectives on hearing health topics This series of podcasts is all about adults with severe to profound hearing loss at the microphone is audiologist Bernadette Fulton. I'm audiology manager for severe to profound hearing loss at Phonak International headquarters in Switzerland. With me today is neuropsychologist Dr. Marin Stropol, A researcher at Sonova headquarters in Switzerland, Marin has expertise in hearing technology and auditory neuroscience. Her interests are in audiology, cognition, brain plasticity and tinnitus. She is also a contributing author to the guidelines.
1: Welcome Marin. Thank you for inviting me, Bernadette. It's a pleasure to talk to you um, about the important topic of tinnitus today.
0: As audiologists, should we expect that our clients with severe and profound hearing loss will also have severe tinnitus? or in other words, is the degree of hearing loss correlated with the degree of tinnitus?
1: from the literature we know that about 80 to 90% of the tinnitus patients have some form of hearing loss. And vice versa, it's known that about 50% of individuals with hearing impairment also experience tinnitus. But interestingly, the degree of hearing loss is not correlated with the severity of tinnitus. Therefore, someone with a severe hearing loss can experience all forms of tinnitus from mild to severe. Based on the numbers I just mentioned, we can expect that in the population with severe to profound hearing loss, about half also experience tinnitus. However, not everyone with tinnitus needs help. It is estimated that about 20% of all tinnitus patients require clinical interventions.
0: So for those who do need help, there are many approaches to the treatment of tinnitus. But Maren, can you tell us which approaches have been found to be effective with this group?
1: Yes, and I want to mention first um, that there is not the one tinnitus patient or intervention. Tinnitus is a highly complex condition with very individual patient profiles that need special care. So usually it's not the perceived tone of the tinnitus that creates the burden, but how the individual reacts to it. And in case of tinnitus, management of the condition should always happen early in the rehabilitation process for clients, especially for the ones with severe to profound hearing loss. And in this group of severe to profound hearing loss and tinnitus, it's of course important to take care of the hearing loss first. So on top of improving quality of life and reducing the burden of communication, in most cases fitting a hearing aid also provides relief for the tinnitus burden. In case that the hearing loss is not aidable with hearing aids, cochlear implants should be considered as an alternative. Apart from hearing aids and and amplification, advanced counseling has been proven effective as well, especially cognitive behavioral therapy, which is also called CBT. And CBT is currently the gold standard of tinnitus management with the most profound clinical evidence. Another option is sound therapy. And in many cases, um, tinnitus features, for example, in modern hearing aids can also provide at least some short-term relief for tinnitus. Right. So in the presence
0: of severe to profound hearing loss, are there any special considerations with regard to sound therapy? For example, maybe like environmental sounds can be make a distraction from the tinnitus in some way. And... But, for example, a hearing aid that generates masking sounds would require very loud levels, and so that could introduce unwanted new problems like drowning out speech or warning sounds. So is amplification alone, using hearing aids or the cochlear implant, would that be the best
1: option? So amplification should definitely always be the first step in tinnitus management um, if this was not previously considered. But this might not be sufficient for all of the tinnitus patients and sound generators are a useful feature in the hearing instruments and this provided sound helps to shift attention away from the tinnitus during daily life settings. However, you are right, the use of sound generators has to be applied with special care in the case of severe to profound hearing loss. As the induced noise should not be too loud, should drown out important information from the surroundings. Um, And so also other options to reduce the silence or the contrast might be appropriate as well. So for example, when someone is in quiet at home, um, they could turn on other kind of sound sources like the radio or music. So this might all provide situational relief um, on top of amplification. What about, um, Maren, depression
0: and anxiety are things that we know have very high prevalence among those with severe and profound hearing loss. Do these have an influence on tinnitus?
1: Yes, um, it definitely has. And depression and anxiety are also symptoms or comorbidities of tinnitus. And so many individuals that experience tinnitus also experience some way of depressive symptoms or anxiety. And this can have an overall very strong effect on quality of life. And studies have shown that in the groups with severe to profound hearing loss, about 38% of those who reported tinnitus also reported that the tinnitus negatively impacted their quality of life. And so some of these cases can be helped by reducing the burden of tinnitus with amplification and sound therapy and CBT on top. However in the case of more profound depression or anxiety, um, a very strong vicious circle can arise influencing the severity of tinnitus um, which influences the severity of the psychological burden and in this case it's really important to refer the patient as soon as possible to a suitable professional.
0: Marin, you mentioned cognitive behavioural therapy. Can you give an example of the types of clients where CBT is likely to be effective? And is it something that is within the scope of an audiology clinic?
1: Yes, that's a very good question. So CBT is a very effective collection of tools that can be adapted explicitly for tinnitus patients. And so CBT does not cure the tinnitus but it helps to change negative behavior or thoughts towards the tinnitus. So some individuals that are strongly bothered by the perception of tinnitus and feel a reduction in quality of life and it impacts their daily living, they might benefit of CBT. And um, regarding the audiology practice, so to get an expert in CBT, profound training and also experience is needed. And CBT is using psychological tools and it's addressing psychological topics, which are not directly linked to audiology. And therefore, CBT is often applied by psychologists or by specially trained audiologists. However, not every audiologist needs to become a CBT expert. In my opinion, the most important aspect in tinnitus management is to have the background to educate patients on their tinnitus. So where does it come from? What does it mean and what can be done to improve tinnitus burden? And, yeah, on the top of the core role of the audiologist um, to properly fit hearing aids, some audiologists might want to get deeper into the topic and, for example, apply some tools out of the CBT toolbox, let's say. Um, But on top, I would always say that a good referral network is needed for these more severe cases. Mm.
0: So I guess just like an audiologist isn't an expert in psychology and using these tools, the other issue with this group is that their communication is quite difficult and a psychologist may not necessarily have the communication tools needed to, to um, give counselling to someone with a severe to profound hearing loss. So good communication between the psychologist and the audiologist would be really important in these cases, I guess.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. So I think a good cooperation in this um, case will be very beneficial for the severe to profound hearing impaired people. And on top, of course, with these therapies, it's highly relevant that for this target group, the therapies are delivered in a way that they can benefit out of it. So face-to-face sessions are um, probably most appropriate instead of other types of delivering the therapy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, One of the things, when you were working on the guidelines, were you surprised about the amount of research that
1: is being done on tinnitus with this group? Yeah, it was uh, very remarkable that most of the guidelines focus on tinnitus patients and also tinnitus patients with hearing loss, but rather on the group to mild to moderate hearing loss or even no hearing loss. But the group of severe to profound hearing loss was not really mentioned and not really captured in these guidelines. And also the research that exists is not really focusing on the severe to profound group. Apart from this group that um, sent for cochlear implantation. Typical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so to recap the key messages from our discussion, the degree of tinnitus does not increase with the degree of hearing loss. So it can be anything from no tinnitus to quite severe tinnitus with a severe to profound hearing loss. And we can expect that about half of our clients with severe to profound hearing loss will also experience tinnitus. Tinnitus treatments for this group should address the hearing loss in the first instance, and for those with severe and profound hearing loss, this might even require referral for cochlear implant assessment. If depression and anxiety are contributing factors, then referral for treatment of these specifically is required and as early as possible. Cognitive behavioural therapy has been found to be an effective treatment and referral for CBT or an audiologist who specialises in CBT is indicated, especially in cases of disturbing tinnitus. Would it
1: work for mild
0: tinnitus as well?
1: Yes, it also can work for mild tinnitus, but then the question is, CBT is quite an extensive programme, so it's not a thing that you do one day and then it's solved, right? And the question is, if the effort to do CBT um, is too high if in case of just a mild tinnitus, but that's, um, I would say, an individual decision depending how much this is bothering you and how much this is impacting your daily life functioning, basically. Yeah.
0: And the final point is that there is a real need for good research in the area of tinnitus in the presence of a severe and profound hearing loss. Maren, do you have a closing message for our listeners today?
1: Yes, um, I think, in my opinion, it's very important to keep in mind that there's not the one tinnitus patient. But that, on the other hand, basic counseling on tinnitus and the right hearing aid or cochlear implant fit, plus maybe some sound therapy, will help the majority of tinnitus patients. And this will also apply to the individuals with severe to profound hearing loss. And then on top, it's really important to create this network of different professionals to serve the patients with the best care in terms of that more profound counseling, for example, is needed.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today and especially for your work in making the guidelines for best practice a reality. If you would like to learn more or obtain a copy of the best practice guidelines, they can be downloaded from the Phonac Pro website, which is www.phonacpro.com and then look for severe to profound hearing loss. audiologist a Phonak podcast